0: hello and welcome to Matt mania episode 28 featuring guest caitlin french let's get started ring the bell
1: hey what's going on everybody this is meg ran and this is Matt mania a show where i talk about wrestling with a guest right now i'm sitting in a very empty mall in miami <laughs> and i have a guest caitlin french caitlin are you there
2: i am here hi everyone
1: hey all right so first of all how are you
2: I'm doing pretty good, just finished SummerSlam, uh, ready to get talking about some of them results. Uh,
1: yeah. We've had
2: a, a long night. We have
1: had a long night, it's been a lot of wrestling tonight. it um, a
3: lot. I caught
1: half the show, so I'm going to need you to like cool me in on some of the early stuff. Alright. So we'll talk about that. But first, let's talk about you real quick. Um, what is your earliest wrestling memory?
2: My earliest wrestling memory? Uh probably most defined is I went to a WCW match with my father when I was uh, about seven or eight years old. They came and they were touring into Wichita and Wichita, Kansas didn't get a lot of stuff at the time at the old Coliseum. I don't remember any of the wrestlers there at the time because I was so little, Hmm. but I remember watching the show and falling in love with it. Uh, I'd been watching WWE for about a year at that time, but going to a live event for the first time really, I think, solidified my, the experience for me.
1: Nice, nice. So you don't remember any of the events of the I don't. I remember or... the
2: ring. I remember seeing a bunch of people I didn't know. I think we may have seen Razor Ramon there.
1: Okay. Alright. Okay. Cool. It cool. was
2: during, like,
1: So this was early... a good time, then. It might have been between, like, 96 and, like, 02 or, or 01 or yeah, 2000.
2: Yeah, it was... Before the Monday Night War was super in play, but... Mm. It was definitely more of a house show, though. Okay, So, nice. small, contained. Okay. No Goldberg, though. I would remember a Goldberg or a Sting. You would,
1: you'd remember Goldberg. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, cool, cool. All right, so today's wrestling. Like, I always ask my guests, like, was there an event that kind of got you back into it, or have you just been hardcore since that day? Because there's usually something, everybody falls in and out of it, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that was me for a few years, but um, I think what kind of got me back in was... CM Punk and The Shield, I think. Yeah. uh, That that stuff was so good to me. So what got you back in?
2: So I actually have two things that really solidified my stay back in. I dropped off once I got to college because once you're in theater in college, you forget what color the sky is, what (laughs) grass is, you forget what reality is. You don't know what's going on because you're living in a theater. True. Uh, You forget what your life is outside that. So when I got out, moved down to Austin, I started getting slowly back into wrestling and checking out WWE little by little. I had fallen out of it largely due to the fact the women's division, I had felt fell in quality. I lost Trish and I lost Lita. And those were the girls that really defined my growing up along with China. They were girls who got to play with the guys, wrestle with the guys. Trish learned how to keep up with Lita. And then we had this period of time that happened where girls became divas and girls and guys couldn't interact. Girls had to slap each other and claw and fight like girls. I use the quotation marks that you guys can't see. Yeah, there's air quotes you can't see. I mean, someone who's a big fighting game fan, I hated that. I hated that. uh, Couldn't stand it. So I really just fell out of it after a point in time. And we lost Eddie Guerrero, and that really sucked, and Chris Benoit and all of that. It really hit hard. Um, But when I moved down here, we started watching again – right about the time Wrestlemania happened and the big moment that really got me first into it was Dolph Ziggler's cash-in on Alberto Del Rio with AJ Lee and Big E at his side. That was a really cool moment but I gotta credit another match for keeping me there and that's 2013 Money in the Bank and it was the match where Damian Sandow won it by playing hooky on the side and stealing it from Cody Rhodes. But it was when the shield was starting to really be active and Dean Ambrose was in that match. And there's a moment where the Real Americans, uh, Jack Swagger and Cesaro, Mm -hmm. grab the ladder that Dean has on his neck and he grabs onto it and is dangling from it, (laughs) unpops his head and does a kip up onto the ladder and is standing on it to fight both of them. Wow! And it was a moment that... It's why I'm a huge Dean Ambrose fan, outside of him being John Moxley on the indie circuit. Mm-hmm. But his performance in WWE, I always felt, was stilted in the Shield. Oh, yeah. But he was really the workhorse of the Shield, while you had Roman being strong, and Seth Rollins was the opener and really agile one. Dean was kind of the guy that was going to take the beating for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but that really kept me involved. And the Shield, I, I do have to attribute the Shield and Dolph Ziggler being something that really kept me engaged in the matches for a very long time. Okay.
1: All right. Nice. That was I think the shield brought so it's such a cool dynamic. It did. To it wrestling. really,
2: really did.
1: That was awesome. And it's good to see those guys still on top. So we'll definitely, get to that.
2: Definitely,
1: definitely. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that. All right, so before we jump into SummerSlam, yesterday was NXT TakeOver. Did you catch that?
2: I got to catch pieces of it. Uh, okay. I, I saw the last part- two matches. I was actually partying with everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it was, there
1: was a party going on. There was
2: a party going on. You had <laughs> I, I saw the last
1: two matches, The um, the women's match I watched this morning. And I watched the uh, title match. Did you catch the title match?
2: Yes, I did. I watched both the last two matches, uh, definitely because Asuka and Bailey. I love Bailey, and mm-hmm. Asuka is one of my husband's favorites. So nice. we were having a moment when I keep trying to call her Kana just because that's what her <laughs> j- Japanese name was, and
1: uh-huh.
2: so, uh so good. It was a
1: good. It was a good match. Um, I thought I saw the. Um, I think the end, maybe toward the end of Samoa Joe and Nakamura. It looked like Joe maybe got hurt or something. Yeah, Did you see that? they
2: were saying that. I didn't see the X sign go up, but I didn't I, see it
1: either. But I, people were people saying that,
2: and there hasn't been any confirmation. But they're saying Joe got hurt, which is a little worrisome. Yeah, um,
1: and then it's a kind of a testament to him and how tough he is because yeah, if no you kidding. watch it, he takes it and then he lays down for a two count, gets up and then starts holding his face, you know, oh. and he's like, and he's really, really writhing in pain. And then he takes another knee, goes down for another three, doesn't touch his face at all, then gets up and starts holding it again. So I was like, man, this is a tough dude.
2: Yeah. Uh, every time I, anytime I see a face injury, I just, I kind of cringe a little at it. I mean, mm-hmm. we get like busted heads and stuff. Well, well not anymore. Or there used to be a lot more bloodshed in wrestling when we yeah. were gro- when I was growing up. And Samoa Joe, I've seen in TNA Live several times, and mm-hmm. he puts on a hell of a show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was never the biggest Joe fan. Hmm. I always loved that the audience loved him, though. Especially that Joe's gonna kill you rants. <laughs> that ha- I also love that the Bailey's gonna hug you has become a thing <laughs> because of Samoa Joe. Right, right. Uh, I've always been waiting for the hug that Bailey gives Joe with that going.
1: <laughs> that would uh, be. Awesome.
2: I think it'd be amazing, personally. That'd
1: be great to watch.
2: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's such a strong performer, and the fact he kept going. Uh, those guys have so much endurance and it's such he's such a good performer and a hard worker.
1: Absolutely So question about those two matches. Yes. Do you think the losers of those two matches? Bailey and Samoa Joe are moving up
2: uh, I'm hoping Bailey is I I feel like Bailey doesn't have much more to learn in the NXT area um, She's been there for a while. She's been kept down. I also think to help build up the other girls Uh but I know a few of the indie wrestlers who were signed with him. Uh, one of them is Athena, who used to wrestle in the Texas area and Chicago area, who's on there now. But I think it's gonna help pave the way quite a bit. Uh, yeah. I'm ready for Bailey debut. Uh, I, I'm i really not sure where I want her because a lot of people have been saying Sasha versus is gonna happen again, which would make her bound towards Raw. But I feel like SmackDown needs a stronger women's division. Yeah. You have six very, very decent females. And I think the tag match showed that tonight mm-hmm but I think there needs to be a few more over there to have a women's division for that title.
1: Absolutely. Um, and speaking of SmackDown, I just think SmackDown needs so much. Um, it's, it's uh, to me, lacking in a little bit of star power, and I understand if it's supposed to be, you know, where the youngsters yeah. come up. But uh, right now, I think they need a little bit of a shot in the arm. I um, can
2: understand that.
1: I, I'd like what they got, though, but I think that, I don't know, maybe one or two more guys like a I like a samoa joe maybe i think would add so much i think to their to their top level of guys i think
2: i definitely think they could use one or two more top guys especially when they might have a few part timers on there we don't know what's going on with cena right now and especially that ending of his match left it a little vague yeah we're going to uh, talk about that too yeah we're going to talk about but I think they could use someone just to make sure they have a little more padding as long as they don't lose the storytelling aspect because I feel like SmackDown has really taken reins of developing personalities for the wrestlers and their vignette system mm-hmm. uh, that Raw needs to take note for because Raw has such a padded padded group, Yeah. but they're not developing them. Mm. Like they're just, they're shuffling it up. Like <laughs> Finn Balor should have, in- Finn Balor's demon should have ended Raw before SummerSlam, but we got Rusev and Roman instead? Yeah, yeah, the ordering of that isn't a solid ending, and you can tell that with ratings where that's happening. Yep. And it, you could see they need more guys on SmackDown without losing the storytelling. Raw could probably give some guys over to SmackDown and work on their storytelling and their vignettes. They have an extra hour. It's not like they can't develop these personalities.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, if there was a trade that went down, <laughs> just off the top of your head, I mean, I don't necessarily know the entire roster, but yeah. is there a person you could see from Raw going to SmackDown or C- vice versa? Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. Cesaro needs to be on
1: SmackDown. Mm, okay.
2: Cesaro. Um,
1: so, who would you swap for him, though?
2: Swapping? I, I mean, <laughs> not that Raw needs anybody else. No, nah, they probably don't. You
1: just, you just go.
2: I, just Raw just needs to give some people over. They could uh, just people I think Cesaro absolutely should be over there. Um,. Let's see, as far as other people... Uh, I kind of think Carmella needs to be back over with Enzo and Cass, personally. Mm. personally. just I love stables that have males and females in it. And yeah. I really, despite I wasn't always a fan of Carmella with Enzo and Cass, I think it added to her dynamic to be paired with them. I think and so. it made it more interesting to watch. Uh, I, I also just think we need more stables in WWE, in general. You need more stop telling girls and guys that they can't touch that they don't <laughs> exist
1: like, right right
2: the as much as uh some people hated the enzo and sasha thing i loved it because it admitted girls were in raw and guys <laughs> were in raw at the same point in time
1: i liked it too i thought it was a little thrown together it was I just thrown felt together like but it was none fun of these guys at had, a, had a story they just yeah. created it right there yeah they so just kind of were part going was cool but I did like the intermingling. I think that that's cool. I miss mixed tag matches. Exactly. I like really that.
2: miss those. And that's something I feel like we can step up again. We're, let's not go backwards with that again. Let's, we're yeah. pushing this women's development in wrestling. And let them play with the guys. We've had girls like Lita and Trish. Or, I mean, Randy Orton used to put T- Stacy Keebler through tables.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I
2: mean, <laughs> I get where some people are like, that's not family friendly. Sure, that's not. But if the girl's actually a wrestler and not a valet, absolutely valid.
1: <sighs> yep, they're wrestlers. <laughs> make wrestling great again. Yes, make wrestling right. great.
2: But yes, Cesaro <laughs> over to SmackDown, Cesaro, absolutely. I
1: totally agree. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a sec. We're going to talk about you, Miss French. And oh, then I. we're going to talk about, of course, SummerSlam. It's Meg yeah. Grant. It's Matt Mania. See you in a second.
3: Hey, party people, it's Kate Murdoch here, and I want to talk to you about something real fresh, real new that myself and MegaRant are doing now, and it involves you, the fans. Myself and MegaRant just launched a Patreon, a monthly way for you all to subscribe to us and what we do for as little as one buck a month. You'll get free exclusive downloads, a guaranteed song a month, and if you pledge at the $10 level, you'll get a free project a month. Whether it be something we do together, whether it's something solo, a side project that I engineer or produce, it's guaranteed exclusive for you Patreon supporters. So, if you really like what we do, then this is the time to get down and join us. We are trying to bring back that Nintendo Fun Club vibe because this is essentially a fan club for the real fans. So check it out, patreon.com slash rhymes. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash bits And now back to your regularly scheduled
1: program. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Mega Rand. I'm back with my special guest, Caitlin French. We're Hello. talking wrestling. We're talking all kinds of things. Uh, so, by day, when you're not uh, hanging out in dead malls in <laughs> Miami, uh, you are a voice actor.
2: I am a voice actor and a substitute preschool teacher.
1: I was going to get into that, too. I used to be a teacher for a very yes. long time. So, substitute preschool, that's got to be fun, I it would is. imagine.
2: It is. Uh, they're a little wily sometimes, though.
1: Mm. I did uh, kindergarten for a week as a substitute. Oh. Oh, and I could not go back again. Like it was rough. I quit after two days.
2: Oh my gosh! I did. I Kindergarten's couldn't do it. Kindergarten's rough. I will get back.
1: I couldn't do it. I mean, me. I like older kids. I always did middle school. Younger mm-hmm. kids are, I don't know, a little too needy for me. It's like they are. They are. Ah, he well, hit me. Ah, he doesn't like me anymore. Wah! <laughs> Can I have a hug? I got the answer right, and I'm like, oh come on, you know. So a little too much for me. I wasn't used to showing that kind of affection, but yeah. but they but they needed at that age. So I think it's cute but I couldn't do it. So is it like that, where you have to show a lot of affection? And- uh,
2: it depends on the age. Uh, I work at a school that has anywhere from 12 months to 5 years old, um, varying, and it depends what age, where they want attention. I mean, the littles, obviously, like the 18 months, you're giving them much more attention. You're guiding them more. The twos... They sometimes love you, and sometimes they're throwing things at you.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, wow. There's some training in that. Uh, three to four and five. Three to four-year-olds, they're a little on the needy side. They're, they start kind of developing their emotions and coming to terms with them. Four or five, they're needy, but they're developing that social skill where they want to interact with their friends more than the teacher. Okay. It's when only when they fall and get hurt that they're like, can I have a hug?
1: <laughs> okay. So voice acting, how yes. long have you been doing it? and uh just real quick so how did it begin like so for you that was it just you got a cool voice you should try this is uh, that kind of how it happens
2: so i never grew up out of playing pretend and <laughs> that was kind of me how i got started in theater okay and i started doing theater i've been an anime fan for a very long time sailor moon and Ronin warriors were my first two animes i've ever watched nice. uh it was on usa network every morning before school i'd watch it pretty religiously uh <laughs> Then, of course, I grew up during the Toonami generation where we had Tenchi Muyo, Outlaw Star, Cowboy mm. Bebop, all yes. those exposed to us, creating this new generation of anime fans mm-hmm. that lived off Suncoast until Suncoast closed.
1: Oh, uh, Sun Coast. Yeah, our,
2: our hearts all believe for Suncoast. Pouring out Sun a little Coast. liquor
1: for Suncoast.
2: Uh, <laughs> but when I really started getting into it, um, I fell in love with video games very early on in life. And... In high school, I was kind of that awkward girl who really, uh, at some point in time, girls fight and we don't like talking to each other. So I ended up just alone with my PlayStation, which mm. I called my boyfriend. Um, I I used to always say I was in an open relationship with my PlayStation. With your PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really kind of how it was for a really long time. His name
1: is P.S. Uh, P-S. Yes, that's my boyfriend's name. Yeah, that's name. my
2: boyfriend. <laughs> I and mean, I'm down. I, I can just go home and talk to him a little bit. Uh,
3: he's he ever-changing listens.
2: what he can provide me with. <laughs> but I fell in love with storytelling through that medium, especially mm. because I used it as an escape during some rough times in my life, mm. and i lose myself to those stories, and theater is very much about escapism and helping people escape the world around them just for a little bit and I really loved an extended medium like video games and anime Uh, but I pursued a theater degree first and I ended up meeting Chris Ayers while I was roaming around with a traveling steampunk group known as Airship Isabella for a while and we were performers and through that I was in college and I met Chris Ayers being on an improv troupe and finding out he'd been on broadway he'd done a bunch of improv obviously i was like hey can i pick your mind about things i have to write papers during these traveling times so help me what can i understand and learn from someone who if you don't know chris ayers he's really an awesome guy he's the greatest he there's so much he can teach you and just listening to him and his stories you can learn so much Mm -hmm. uh that's usually my advice to any voice actor or wanna be voice actor or anyone pursuing any sort of acting. If you meet someone who is more experienced than you, open your mind and listen, because cutting yourself off is taking away a whole pool of knowledge that you can gain something from.
1: Absolutely. Um, that's the, that's the best advice ever, and I think just and Chris especially is the best guy for that because he yes. has such great stories, so much insight, and there's stories that almost no one else has. Like these are the I, most no. original, amazing stories. The coming out no, like
2: I, they don't. No one else does have that. And <laughs> no one has it. <laughs> through that, I met Chris, and I moved down to Austin, and then six months, he's like, hey, you want to come audition? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and I've been doing this now for, I guess, four or five years, which nice. is really crazy to think about, because it kind of feels longer, and other times it feels shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking how much time has passed since I've moved to Texas is really weird That's from Kansas.
3: Weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I've been doing this for about four or five years now.
1: Nice. So w- I want to ask, I'm not going to ask you what your favorite role is. I figure you get that a lot. What's the most challenging role for you? What was the one where you were like, uh, I don't really know if I can do this. And then somehow you, you dug deep and, and you pulled it off.
2: I think one of the hardest roles for me, or at least the one that I felt beat me up the most in the booth, was um, Cross On recently. There was, a girl, there was a girl in that show named Chris, and she... She's a little outside my usual. Okay. Um, not person, not vocally, but personality-wise. She's a very odd character. She <laughs> doesn't have a whole lot of lines, but she's someone who goes through an experience of wanting to be accepted, and she's kind of the tag-along character to these kind of antagonistic characters to the main, main girl, Ange, for a while. And it was so fun to get to be mean, but making sure her voice stayed consistent mm. in she would just have these random moments of freak out where she would be very kind of quiet and then she'd just yell out of nowhere. And in season two, she has an absolute Shinji Akari breakdown on everybody and starts melting down. And it was really cool to do, but making sure that I stayed as Chris was really hard. Uh, It was definitely, it was one of the coolest roles, but definitely most challenging. Uh, I in Sunday Without God, I didn't think it was really, for her... That show was really hard because I kept crying. Uh-huh. Because that show just kicks you in the feels over, over, and, over and over and over again.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, sounds fun. I'm going to probably play a clip from it or something for, for the folks to hear it.
3: Awesome. And
1: before I go to my next break, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. If you were a wrestler, what would be your theme, your entrance music?
2: Oh, gosh. My uh, baby metal. Absolutely. I'd have something <laughs> by baby metal.
1: Nice. Okay. I, w-
2: I think... When I like to think of who I am. I really enjoy metal and symphonic metal. Mm-hmm. I also enjoy really poppy stuff as okay. well. So baby <laughs> metal is kind of like this awesome fusion of it. It's a great fusion
1: of that. It's a okay. fusion
2: of it. and I think something mm-hmm. by baby metal would be pretty epic as a theme. All um,
1: right. So I'm going to run some baby metal, and then we're yes. going to come back at the last <laughs> section, and we're going to talk SummerSlam. All right. It's Matt Mania, Caitlin French, my grand. See you in a second. what's going on everybody it's Megan Rand and I'm here with Caitlin French and we are talking wrestling we're talking voice acting we're talking mentors and even baby metal what? but now we're going to talk SummerSlam so this was a lot of wrestling tonight I gotta be honest like yes it was a long show and I, I think that the crowd felt that and I think so much of these shows at least watching on TV the enjoyment is tied to the crowd I think yeah and if they're into it I get into it if they're not it's like "Mm." yeah
2: it's definitely this one was definitely rough especially coming out of SummerSlam is normally one of their big build up pay-per-views like Mm -hmm. you're building up from money in the bank and you're getting these big feuds ready This year, they were having to deal with the brand split, so they had very short time to build up to what was usually one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of people, I'm in a group called Tubby Mania, because it was started by three guys, bigger guys. Okay. Tubby Mania,
1: shut up. Mm.
2: Yes, uh, and there's like... Seven or eight of us now in this group that we just all talk wrestling during the Mm pay-per-views, they all kind of felt like it was missing something. And Mm -hmm. I think it's very much the build-up that we usually have for SummerSlam. And it was all very put-together quick.
1: It was. I mean, with the brand split, I think that was tough. And I think hopefully in the next month or two, once everybody gets split and we figure it out, I think it'll it'll go well.
2: I think Raw has the hardest time because they're the one who gets the next pay-per-view. I believe they have Backlash next?
1: Backlash, yep. All right, so let's get started. Pre-show, we had uh, American Alpha, Hype Bros, the Usos defeating Brizongo, the Ascension, and the Villains in a 12-man tag match. I didn't see this. I was moving around a little bit. Did you catch this?
2: Uh, I didn't catch it, but they did the exact same match, actually, SmackDown Live, when we got to see it. I think it was actually a pre-show that You they
1: saw did. it? Oh, no, at SmackDown Live they did it a pre-show, the same match?
2: Yeah, they did the same match, oh, interesting wow. enough. Uh, same result? Is, yeah same, well, yeah, same results also. Uh, I think it was definitely to put up some of the new tag teams with SmackDown. Uh, I didn't get to see all of this match but I'm actually kind of, I'm a mark for the SmackDown tag team division, I'll Mm -hmm. admit that, uh, largely because the I love tag teams that have really unique personalities, much like New Day has their own yeah. personality and has helped redefine this tag team division. The hype bros, I love. I love Zack Ryder. Yeah. I love Zack Ryder to <laughs> no end. Nice. Um, then the VOD villains have such a good gimmick. I've been a fan of them since NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, I adore the American Alpha. Like, yeah. who doesn't like American Alpha? Um, yeah.
1: that's, that's what's Check. not to like. It's probably the best thing I've heard out of... Um, I think it was JBL who said it, that he, that they remind him of a young Steiner Brothers. I think, yeah, I was and that's like, what they Absolutely, he nailed it. You well, know? And, and those I,
2: guys love the Steiner Brothers, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what they ate, needed. And I feel so happy Jason Jordan finally has a working tag team because he went through so many <sighs> yeah, he went in through NXT. A bunch.
1: Yes. And All right, so that match happened the way it's supposed to. I feel like yes. American <laughs> Alpha's on their way up.
2: Oh, absolutely. And,
1: you know, I don't know who's going to stop them, but I think it'll be fun to watch. I predict probably a tag team tournament for a new title at some point.
2: Yeah, they were talking about establishing that, and I think that was that match was used to uh, show off the tag teams. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, that tag team Breezango we all know should be called Breeze.
1: Totally should be called Breeze. We all uh, know it. They dropped the ball. And on it that. is
2: what? Well, I'm sure they want to call it that, but I'm sure they have well, some issues. There's
1: some uh... There's some, uh, I guess, copyright issues. There's with, some copyright There's a brand I already. also
2: love them as well, as weird as that is. They're,
1: they're fun. They're a lot of fun. And Golden Truth, wait, I think they're on Raw. They're so on Raw. They're
2: <laughs> Golden Truth are on Raw. All
1: right, so the next match, Sami Zayn and Neville defeat the Dudley Boys. I didn't see that.
2: Oh, that one was actually an interesting match. Yeah. Uh, we got Neville and Sami Zayn having the win. Um... There was a lot of miscommunications between the Deadly Boys, so partners were taking each other out, because it appears that they're going to be splitting up the Deadly Boys here in the future, which it'll be interesting to see what they do with that.
1: Uh, Remember what happened last time? I remember what happened last time. And Bubba had a nice singles run, but uh, Devon the Preacher was... was, I hope uh, there's no
2: Devon the Preacher. As much as I love love Devon... Testify! um, (laughs) Well, I do love when he says testify. I love that, though. Uh, I do love aspects of it, but... I'm not sure they need more singles, yeah. guys. I don't think they need that. I think they need, more, they need stronger tag teams. I think they need teams. strong
1: tag teams on Raw, especially. Well, um,
2: especially if your New Day has retained their titles.
1: So, yep.
2: who are they you going to have? I don't
1: know. Next match, Sheamus defeats Cesaro. There's this uh, first of seven series yes. going on. Uh, that's going to be a is, long
2: run. Oh,
1: my gosh. This, this just gave me a headache thinking about it. it that it's an I all right
2: match. Cesaro
1: beat them twice, yes. and then they start a best of seven. Right? It's like, come on. Really? So, we, the, really we get, get more this? of these matches. So, Sheamus gets this one in a 14-minute match. Yeah. That, um, how was it?
2: It was a pretty decent match. Um, I feel like they're still working their in-ring chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's not like Cesaro when he has chemistry with Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn in the ring. You're not seeing those crazy mid-air Cesaro, like, uppercuts and yeah. swings. I feel like this is a good match to help develop uh, Seamus, though, and okay. learn. But it didn't really catch my attention in the way I was hoping it was.
1: Okay, I have no interest in this series. Unfortunately, I love Cesaro. I know. Well, and it
2: doesn't feel like it's going to build either their character or their this personalities. This I is
1: mean, torture. Like, I mean, maybe if he just said, okay, the winner of this series gets a, some, a world title shot. Or yeah, right? And there was something to build up to. Something. Like, if, oh. I no. call
2: Cesaro Jason Statham because he always just comes off like Jason Statham to totally. me. Especially with the suit, the, the glasses suit. now. I feel like
1: the music doesn't quite match the suit. No, I don't think but,
2: I don't think anybody's uh, really liked Cesaro's theme since it's come out. It's We're all just like, annoying. this is what we got. This like, the is bit this? Worst the worst hype ever.
1: Right to censor? Or, I right,
2: right to censor. <laughs> I had to take yeah. it back. <laughs> I can hear that. Oh my gosh, I can <laughs> hear that now. Now I'm not going to be able now to hear, hear it. Now you're going to think right
1: to censor. <laughs> all right, so Jericho K.O. once the show started. Uh, Jericho and Chris, uh, Kevin Owens, opened the show, defeating Enzo and Big Cass. I wanted to catch this match, so I think I, I will go back and watch it. But uh, how was this match?
2: Uh, it was pretty solid. Um, it really, Cass looked really good in the match. Enzo okay. took the beating, obviously, as often happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really solid match, and Jericho and Kevin Owens worked very wonderful together. I don't I love
1: think, them together. I I, I think do. they're
2: funny because like. Kevin, I have I love Kevin Owens as a performer I hate him as a heel though but that's he does his job by he's making me hate to. him supposed to yeah you're supposed to he hate makes him. me hate him and just make me want to throw him jerk. off the screen right, he's but he's so good jerk. at that
1: he's great at but it but I
2: love it because they're always like I always think they're the two Canadians and they're always like <laughs> stupid idiot Jericho as opposed <laughs> to anything else it's like you trying to be mean but you're Canadian so you're polite but, but it's mean. still polite
1: <laughs> it's, uh, I love hot. those two together. I also love Enzo and Cass, so i um, interested to see where this goes. Uh, I yeah. feel like both of these guys could be, both of these teams should be kind of moving up eventually, so this was a good one to start it off with. Gets people excited. All these guys are over, so it worked out. Next, and the, the ordering of these matches. This has yeah. always been a thing for me, uh, the pay-per-views, but especially this one. Next match is the women's title. Charlotte yes. and Sasha, like what? Really? Yeah. The second match of the night? Yep. Unreal. Uh, so I absolutely knew what was going to happen. I called this a thousand percent. Charlotte yeah. wins. I knew that Raw shot its load by giving Sasha the title. Yep. So it's on that first Raw, the new era. So Charlotte had to get it back. So I knew it. I just it was there was no yeah. hype, no surprise. No, I... I don't know. But how was the match though?
2: It was a very solid match.
1: Uh... What would you grade it?
2: I feel like of the night, it was kind of forgettable. Uh, okay. It was good. I, so, on a scale of 10, I put about a 6.5. A 6.5, okay.
1: Entertain,
2: Considering wrestling and entertainment wise. Okay. Uh,
1: was there an issue with Sasha? I, I remember hearing some, some things that maybe they think like, she got hurt or something.
2: She was dropped on her head once in the match. And oh we don't know if it was a botch or it was intentional, but she went head first down into the mat, and that it looked gross. It, it looked painful. Uh, okay. I know definitely in our group, we're all like, was that intentional?
1: <clears throat> it's
2: been a little interesting lately. Wow.
1: Uh, and on top of that, the, the smart marks on the internet noticed that almost directly after that match, Sasha was taking taken off of the next 33 days of programming.
2: Yeah, that's looking a little so... interesting. Um, i Having he... been at SmackDown Live, I'm blaming Austin for all of this. Could this be another suspension? People
1: turning up in Austin a little too much and and partying out. Sasha might be the next on the suspension list just based on that, getting 33 days off of programming. Unless it it was a legit injury that they just diagnosed that quickly, which I doubt.
2: I don't think so. Well, especially with the way all of this is hitting, it seems like SummerSlam, there was a lot of shakeup with the matches that you started feeling like maybe some of these changed by possible suspension.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, one thing I liked, and I think it happened way later, so I'll talk about yeah. it, but please remind me at the, during yes, the sure. women's match. Um, next match, we had The Miz with Maris defeats Apollo Crews, who they keep calling Apollo Creed on uh, uh, s- so SmackDown. Austin program. Creed is
2: actually Xavier's name?
1: You got, you got an Austin Creed? There was an Apollo Creed who was... Uh, the Rocky character yeah. So they're really getting mixed up I noticed that, maybe I'm just more of a jerk But I notice more of their mess ups on commentary now
3: Well, and
2: the thing <laughs> is it start, They call him Apollo Creed because Michael Cole Not Michael Cole, one of the announcers Messed up and called him Apollo Creed Creed, and, and I remember Ms. Daniel Bryan did it too it.
1: And, and a lot of people just keep doing it They so. won't let go of it like, This match though was five minutes long um, I didn't catch it, how was this match?
2: I mean I feel like Apollo Cruz, when I watched him in NXT, was a phenomenal performer. He's someone that I saw that I was like, you know, you could build this guy up to be a John Cena in the future.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I feel like they've really let him down, writing wise and performance wise. Um, I
1: think writing wise, especially. I mean, like
2: they've just let him down. I'm
1: not a fan of guys who are just kind of happy to be there, and he yeah. always comes out super smiley, and like, yeah. I feel like someone needs to just smack him in the face See, and, that's and get the thing. him some attitude.
2: Like, <laughs> I I kind of feel like it was an unearned opportunity still against The Miz. I mean, he was just being fed to The Miz for Miz to beat him. I don't feel like there was any storyline to it. No story. I think Miz has far more chemistry with people that are a little better on the mic. I feel like Apollo Crews needs to improve his mic skills. I'm a big person who loves mic skills. If you're not good on the mic, I'm not exactly your biggest fan.
1: Right. So what would you grade this match?
2: Uh... It wasn't a bad match. I would put about the six point five. Also, it okay. wasn't bad. It was short. Uh, it wasn't the best. There wasn't any like huge botches or anything, though. Okay. They had so that's really short time. They didn't to work mess with. up. They
1: didn't kill each other. That's no,
2: good. there wasn't any um, like death moments.
1: Miz, I think, is gonna keep this belt a really long time. Is that? I, think <laughs> I mean, are you starting Miz to feel is, like that. Uh,
2: to be fair, I actually like The Miz, especially when he first made his return as the Hollywood star, because yeah. at the time Mortal Kombat 10 had come out, and he really had this Johnny Cage image about oh, totally. him. <laughs> and they were playing it up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really, I actually like him and Maurice together. I'm kind of hoping Maurice might get back in the ring with the women's division. Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be any point of it. Yeah. But there's been hints. After Raw Austin, uh, Michelle McCool said hashtag team blue. Which Ooh. might hit her and Undertaker
1: she may to become.
2: SmackDown, which I'm kind of like, please,
1: oh boy. please
2: my heart, let this be so. I wouldn't
1: be surprised. We were talking about it earlier that all a lot of the veterans are on SmackDown, so well, I wouldn't be surprised. There's
2: a picture with Shane and Undertaker at a bar in Austin afterwards. So Ooh I'm boy. I'm hoping that Team Blue is a thing.
1: Team Blue, oh boy. All right, so next match is a Team Blue match. It is AJ Styles and John Cena. That
2: was match of the night. Match absolutely. of the night, everyone
1: agrees on. They got from 23 minutes, and Styles went over clean.
2: He did go over clean.
1: And uh, I didn't see this match, and I will be watching it directly Uh, when we're done. So, what was was up with this match? It
2: was was like a DBC match where they kept throwing their absolute best at one another. Mm. There wasn't a slow moment in this match. The momentum was going strong the entire time. Nice. They were... Everybody got to look good in this match. Cena looked amazing. Okay. Uh, largely agreed to be one of the best Cena matches we've seen in a long time, much wow. like Seth Rollins was. When he has a really good partner, and they finally let him do more than the five moves, That since the US title run for John Cena, we've gotten to see so much older John Cena that we lost with his dominance, yep. his dominance run. Yeah. And I think you got to see that come back, and it really made both superstars look good, even if John Cena lost. And the fact I think John Cena lost not only adds validity to AJ, it also adds more to John Cena's character. You give him somewhere to go, because John Cena as a character, what else can he do? What else is there? Yeah, without pulling a Hollywood Hogan on us.
1: (laughs) So, what... What is next? Do you think this feud's over, or do we go with? No, go I don't think else? this is
2: over. I okay. think there's still something there. Uh, they didn't like I think shake hands
1: to... in the ring or anything crazy. No, like there
2: that, was I no, think. there was no ROH handshake moment. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely feeling like though we might not see Cena for a little bit.
1: Just... So tell me about that. You said that something happened at the end. Yeah. Right? So
2: the very end of the match, unlike a lot of matches where you cut away and you. Mm-hmm. They stayed focused on Cena when he got up, and he had his never give up band. He took it off his arm, he kissed it, put it on the ring, got up and started walking away. And wow. then he turns up and he looks a little, he looks like sad or kind of teary eyed. And I was it was really weird. And he salutes everybody. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, is this like a goodbye? Is this yeah. uh, accepting a loss that you weren't good enough? What, What is this, John Cena? Well, because
1: remember the AJ, the AJ promos leading in yeah. were like, hey, I'm trying to prove to the world that I'm better than you.
2: Yeah.
0: And
1: you're going to have to admit it to the world once I beat you. So maybe it's that. Maybe. Dragging that on where it's like he's going to feel like a failure now because he didn't beat, yeah. you know, AJ. I don't know.
2: I don't know, but... Cena was definitely pulling at some heartstrings. Been, <laughs> that acting that he's been doing, he definitely was putting it to work in that, which okay. is I really appreciate. I
1: do. I appreciate it, too. All right. So we talked about AJ eventually, I think, making a title run. Yeah, and I think AJ's into,
2: working his way there. Yeah,
1: so I think this is a huge step towards it. And Match of the Night, what would you grade it?
2: Uh, absolutely a
1: nine. Nine out of ten. Nine right. out of ten. A barn burner, a slobber knocker. I wouldn't give
2: anything a 10 out of 10
1: because there's no such thing as a perfect match. No, nothing's perfect. right, so this match wasn't perfect. It was actually kind of a letdown. This is where I tuned in. Uh, Gallows and Anderson defeat the New Day.
2: Yeah! With
1: Jon Stewart by disqualification in the tag team title match. Okay, so they've been leading this in, I think, really well. Like, I think the build-up has been good. Um... You know, Anderson and Gallows taking out Big E. Yeah,
2: which I thought was good for Xavier because we haven't got to see a lot of Xavier in the He hasn't gotten matches. a
1: lot of in-ring time, and I, I thought that was. We'll, I looked forward to that. I mean, these guys are a little too small for them in the ring. Yeah. So it looked a little weird, but yeah. I think the action was great. Kofi did his thing. Xavier did his thing. Um, I honestly thought that New Day was going to lose this match. I thought that this was the perfect time for them to see, lose a match. Yeah, that's what
2: I thought. I thought maybe... I so I wanted New Day to lose it to Gallows and Anderson. I've wanted that for a little bit just to give a change up, but I really didn't like whatever that jar and doctor gimmick that was going on on the outside of the ring. Like they had the jar that That was supposed to be Biggie's testicles that they took them out. It was, it was weird. I kind of felt that was an angle that I'm like, what is this? Why are, why is this attitude
1: era stuff? Like that felt
2: like an, that felt really (laughs) cheesy attitude era where I'm just like, what is, what what why
1: why? Like, why? Yeah. Why I
2: don't... why do you you guys are good enough. Why do you need this? You guys have a personality that's big enough to define you, as opposed to some other wrestlers.
1: I thought the doctor thing was cute and funny, though. I like, I, I like, love the skits.
2: Doc Gallows kind of makes me laugh because of <laughs> DNA. Yeah, D&A. Like Doc Right. I, was, I did giggle at that, yeah. but I was like, okay, let's let's lose the jars. Let the doctor yeah, thing's funny that much. shouldn't have come to the ring. No,
1: no. So Biggie, uh, so I don't even remember or know how this ended. I mean. Biggie comes out. Okay, no. So they're about to beat up John Stewart.
2: Yeah, they're about to beat up John Stewart. So this
1: the match is still going on at this point? M- match the match is still going on.
2: <laughs> Biggie's been gone for about 3 weeks now, and mm-hmm. then Biggie runs out and starts leveling the guys because they got to save John Stewart, who you know got AA by John Cena last year. <laughs>
1: right. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't understand this. So, yeah, uh, so they all dance in the ring, and it yeah, was I don't know, it felt kind of sloppy.
2: It did. It felt very Filler I felt like anything that wasn't a title match kind of, well, even title matches, there was like weird filler parts of it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of excuses why people didn't change hands uh, outside like the two main title matches, which Yeah. That, it was very odd. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I felt, I don't know, I love the new day, but I don't want this to be what kills their momentum.
1: No. Yeah, yeah, I feel that's, like... That's
2: a, little, that's a little nervous when they start doing stuff like that.
1: And yeah, when it's filler stuff, it's like, oh, come on. They've
2: been fun, and they've done really great filler, but this was like awkward filler, where you're just like... And we've already had some big WTF moments this this uh, <laughs> pay-per-view. It ended on a big one, too.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. All right, so we'll get there. Next. Yeah,
2: working there. <laughs> WWE
1: World Championship, Dean Ambrose defeats Dolph Ziggler. No doubt in my mind that this was going down this way. I knew oh, they no. were feeding Dolph to Dean... They were building up Dolph yeah. so that he could take the L, but yeah. I feel like, and I thought the match was okay, but the crowd was out of it. They were dead I, this, at this I point. felt
2: really bad that the crowd was out of it because I actually really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a slow start for them both. Yeah. Usually, um but the ending really built up to what you have with when Dolph starts getting in, they start doing the back and forth, which I find is very common for Dolph Ziggler matches where they'll start exchanging who pins a will exchange main maneuvers. They really at the end started putting on a show for everybody to enjoy. Uh, i Dean was being really heelish at some point. So he I, really was. I was like, I wait, really what's
1: happening here? Is he turning?
2: No, I like, think he... did, he, I you think know, the, the
1: gyration and uh, uh, uh,
2: That was a good moment for Caitlin.
1: <laughs> oh, but, <boy>.
3: honestly... Uh,
1: <laughs> he starts gyrating. I mean, he's just he did a lot of heelish stuff. Well, see, and I was kind of hoping Dolph would have taken hoped, the heel.
3: I thought move.
2: Dolph was going to take the heel. But what I feel like is... Dean is always going to be a tweener. He's much like... Austin in that He's mm. never really Good guy or bad guy But he's been against So many heels recently When you put him get a, Against a face You finally get to Be reminded He's not exactly A nice dude Yeah, yeah. He's a jerk Okay And he's being mm-hmm. a jerk To Dolph But he's been against So many people Like Bray Wyatt Seth mm. Where obviously He's the favorite
1: Okay that's a good point
2: He's when he's been a jerk to people, we've laughed at it. When yeah. he's a jerk to Dolph, they're kind of like, wait a moment. Hold
1: on. What are like, you being Yeah, mean? you're a
2: tweener for a reason, and okay. you're really just undefined. Okay,
1: it makes sense. Um, I'm hoping Dolph does go full heel. Please. You know, I want the 2013 Dolph. Oh, you know,
2: exactly. Dolph I want to get back to the cool stuff. See, and that's what I feel like. I love Dolph Ziggler promos. I really love the one he gave last week on SmackDown. Being live there also, I was marking out pretty hard, especially when he super kicked out of nowhere.
1: So we talked about it last week on the show. Mick Foley went completely nuts when he saw that, and he said that that promo was an Austin 316 moment, like the moment where Dolph becomes the man. Like, you're going to be looking back on that promo. I thought it was kind of overselling it, but it was great. It was great, I, but I don't know if that's gonna make us like forget about his win loss record and I
2: don't think it take will. him more seriously. I don't think it's going to. I think he needs more moments like that. Yeah. Uh, I felt like it started defining him in a more Shawn Michaels way, especially mm-hmm. with the, especially since they've really given him the super kick to run with where. Dolph as a face promo is kind of the underdog that you hear a little too much of which is my big problem with it I love mm-hmm. him I love Dolph Ziggler yeah. to yep. no end but when he's a face he's always fighting like I've done this I've done this I've done this okay I'm tired of you telling me you've done this Yeah, and like that's we know. Dolph he's the unsung he tells us too much that he's done something when yeah. he's a heel he can run his mouth and be annoying and we giggle at it when yes. he's a face we're like please we, I know we understand just wrestle just wrestle you're amazing Just wrestle. so when he's super kicked Dean out of nowhere It's like Are you snapping? Are you snapping a little bit? Please (laughs) say you're snapping So what
1: do you gotta do To turn heel in today's world? I mean I feel like It's different Uh, I I think
2: it's Well being against Someone like Dean Who's a tweener I think it's hard to turn heel
1: Yeah
2: Uh, I also don't think There's any strong Faces on Smackdown That we really Really like Uh, Hmm. I mean Cena Is a face Uh, (laughs) Their champion's a tweener So you're kind of Screwed that way Orton Is a tweener
3: Yeah uh Ray
2: is a heel sometimes. sometimes. Audience loves him, yeah. but it's a heel audience love despite hmm. I think his writing's been weak. Uh AJ is heel yeah. obviously. And he's been a really goofy heel. But who do you have as a strong face?
1: I mean, the only thing
2: we got is Dolph at this point, so yeah, pretty much. you got to keep Dolph as a heel a face, but you got to have him doing something more than whining about how good he is.
1: Yeah, he's gonna stop whining. I think. it's
2: really it really does, and I love I love Dolph when he's paired against people like the Miz or Zack Ryder because they're hilarious together. They're yes. you can tell they're real life friends and they jab at each other. Very interesting. Yeah, when Dolph's allowed tough. to be mean, he pulls out all the stops.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm hoping to see more out of them. Um, And and if not, then we need another challenger for Dean. We
2: need a good face, actually, over there that's not, like, Cena.
1: I think, and this is a small theory I have, and I've noticed, and I'm hoping that's not the reason why the crowd got dead, but I think maybe face-versus-face matches just don't go over well.
2: I don't think they do either. Um, I think it's very hard to have face-versus-face, and I guess, for some people, Dean's still a face because... Dean is something that is against the tide. Uh, we've wait as mm-hmm. if Sami Zayn if being a Sammy Zayn lo- fan is pain, being Dean Ambrose for the past two years was pain because the number of times he was so close to the title and we were just robbed of moment oh, after man. moment of oh, that.
1: So many of them. It was so painful to be a
2: Dean Ambrose fan. Oh, just like it was pain to be a Sami Zayn fan.
1: Okay, so we talked about, because you must have saw it, you saw the Stone Cold Dean Ambrose podcast. Oh, episode.
2: absolutely. So
1: Stone Cold at the end challenged Dean to step it up, do you think? Dean's got some space To step it up I
2: think absolutely All I right. think absolutely um, Dean's got I agree got... too I
1: gotta be honest I'm not a huge Dean fan And I was not crazy About this match Like I felt like And again Maybe it was the crowd's fault I was just like mm-hmm. Yeah
2: No and I understand that
1: But I don't know I think I do want to see A little more out of Dean
2: I, if I I want to see more out of him And I want him to be able I think he does need to work On his in-ring chemistry With some people uh, I'm hoping Some of the people On SmackDown Can help with that mm-hmm uh one of the reasons I love Dean Ambrose is because when he was first in the shield he was the face of the shield he was the one who was talk He has a great voice on the mic uh, I wasn't big when they started trying to paint him as the crazy one <laughs>
3: yeah. uh,
2: the lo- I was I'm okay with it if you're slightly off the edge but when you're trying to like compare him to the Joker and stuff like they were trying to force really hard I'm not a huge fan of that a Dean. Of Dean's kind of like that 1950s greaser, like, crybaby or something. But I, that's what I picture with him. Um, okay. He's, a, he's more of a greaser character to me, yeah. not a lunatic. <laughs> he's just a guy who grew up in a rough place. Who's right. just going to fight you no matter what happens. I remember him happens. saying that,
1: like, hey, you know, that lunatic stuff is, you know, it's them. Like, I'm just a guy who just wants to give my best, you know?
2: Yeah. and So, I'm all for that. It's funny when John Moxley's the guy behaving in WWE, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Six-woman tag match, which I thought was, I guess, like... Like a cooldown match before uh, the big one, but no, there was another cooldown match later. Oh man, so um, Nikki Bella, the surprise in this match in the six woman tag team match,
2: Eva finds new ways not to wrestle. Uh,
1: this was great because they continued Eva's storyline even though she's suspended. I love it. They were like... Well,
2: so a lot of us have debated whether or not it was a work because it just happened right after. It was like perfect timing. I know. It was ridiculously perfect timing. So
1: it makes it feel like a work because she's she's constantly trying to find the excuse out of matches. Yes. And and here you go. you To be fair,
2: I was never a huge Eva Marie fan. I watched Total Divas when it first came out and Mm. I was just like, why are we getting this manufactured girl? Because again, I'm a big fan fan of female wrestlers who actually wrestle mm-hmm. and I understand that she's improved and it wasn't until she tweeted about how awful Austin traffic was that I could be like, <laughs> man, that's a little too K fame for me. It's too mm-hmm. real. It's too real. You're breaking reality for me.
1: <laughs> too real. I,
2: I really enjoyed her as a heel in that moment and then <laughs> I love it.
1: I love the stuff they're doing on SmackDown. I
2: do. They're very much owning what she is, and I appreciate that they are on SmackDown, and I think Mm -hmm. that's part of the reason I've been so (laughs) pro-SmackDown is they've been making me like things I haven't liked before.
1: That's a good point. I I still feel like, and I didn't even mention it, but uh, the WWE World Championship match happened as match number nine before the U.S. Championship match. Yeah! Before the Universal Championship match. And, of course, before the main event Brock Lesnar and uh you yeah, know Randy Orton what's up with that why is the world title the third to the last match I don't know what's going on I I,
2: I I'm really not sure about that that was Smackdown I was will never
1: break the b-show thing the stigma if they keep, if they doing, they keep this, doing that
2: uh yeah that was I don't know whoever did the ordering of SummerSlam I kind of feel like they were shooting Smackdown and but that goes into the rumors that there's actually some real politics going on between Steph and Shane backstage. That there seems to be possibly, but apparently McMahon. Big man McMahon feeds off that. He wants them to be fighting because McMahon's bored.
1: Okay, so he really wants that. So you think he, he wants, may be coming in just being like, "All right, your guys are hotter, so your match is going last." You yeah, know. Yeah,
2: I feel like he's really
1: just to kind of make them mad.
2: Fire uh, right now.
1: So that's a shame. But anyway, uh, so Nikki's team won. Nikki's um, team did win. I want to talk um, about Naomi, because I think I'm a yeah. huge fan. You saw the intro up close. I love her uh, up intro. Close. I thought it was really, really entertaining. Like, the I lights, the love dancing. It. It's really cool. And I've been a fan of Naomi's work, so... I'm glad that she didn't take the pin in I the watched, match.
2: I thought it was very appropriate. Carmella took the pin. I think Carmella could have used a little more time in NXT. Yeah,
3: uh, I didn't I think she was ready. Becky
2: and Alexa Bliss started that match really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that caught my attention, admittedly, more than the Sasha and Charlotte match. Really. Mm-hmm. So what
1: would you grade this match?
2: Uh, a solid seven for a six-woman tag match, which I is impressive like... compared to female tag matches of the past. True.
1: I thought this was going to be like the bathroom break match, but I uh, actually stayed tuned in. Yep. And I was impressed. There was there would be a bathroom break to come. Yep. Uh, next match, Finn Balor defeats Seth Rollins to become the first ever Universal Champion. First of Four. all, that belt, though. What do you think of that belt?
2: Uh, I mean... I'm glad it's on a guy who wears red and black at this point in time. Right. At least it matches. S- someone
1: on Twitter was like, hey man, like it was a sign. That's why it's red. It's for it's for Finn. Uh,
2: I don't know. No. Don't I'm know not about. a huge fan. I normally like I like black or white for a belt strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm just kind of classic like that. Uh, I'm not sure if I like that it's the exact same as the SmackDown one either. It's, the same it's thing, like
1: just a different word. Like just a like universal just, now.
2: I'm like, okay. And the red leather
1: looks like a fruit roll-up. Like, I was <laughs> not some- into that.
2: Oh, someone said something really awful about that belt, but I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, blood. And I'm just like, well. Oh, no. Oh, I'm.
1: So uh, speaking of another funny tweet I saw about the uh, six woman tag match, um, Nikki came back and got a huge ovation. Oh yeah! And uh, it was great to see her back, especially after neck surgery. Like you know, yeah, no well, one she was worried about being
2: able to come back to
1: wrestle again. Ever, yeah, having you know, three so,
2: left, Daniel, yeah. having to leave, then having that fear you might be next. that's yeah. really crappy. It oh.
1: is. So, <laughs> a, a guy on Twitter said that when John Cena hung up his never give up. Uh, wristband or armband, he was leaving it out there for Nikki, <laughs> and I was like, oh, "That would
2: be sweet. That's cute. <laughs> that sweet. is very cute." thought.
1: Uh, maybe, but I. Maybe. Doubt it. maybe. All but right. So. Good to
2: know she's on SmackDown because it's good to know we have more women. But it makes sense considering Cena's on SmackDown. Huh?
1: Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So they get to travel together. All right. So uh, great match, I thought. Finn and Seth. Absolutely. Great match. Second best match on the card, arguably because of AJ and Cena, which I yes. have to see. They gave him twenty minutes. Um, I thought the match was even when Finn got the pin I was like whoa something's gonna happen like I just didn't expect that
2: yeah it, I know? was very surprised the ending I was kind of like wait are they gonna
1: come out and make them ring the bell again and start it over like <laughs>
2: right I
1: just
2: I, I, I mean I think Seth is, better,
1: Seth is better Seth is better as the heel who's chasing you yeah. know I think just to be able to to whine about the fact that he never lost, well, constantly. Well, let see,
2: and Seth's character's kind of built on whining. Like, oh, yeah. Like, that's so much of his character. What happens when he's the title? He just gets to be smug all the time, and <laughs> I mean, honestly, at that point, I want Kevin Owens just to put him through the ring or something, <laughs> right. but I think Seth, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Seth's better chasing, because once he has it, he really has nowhere else to go, and no. Seth needs to have something to work towards, to be tolerable sometimes. He's a great performer, but sometimes... I have friends who are just all over Seth Rollins, <laughs> Mr. Crossfit Jesus.
1: Crossfit Jesus.
2: But I feel like Seth got the big push in the shield, just like Roman did at the same mm-hmm. time. And there are other guys that need to shine at the moment. And I do feel like mm-hmm. Seth's title run got ended too early due to his injury. It but did. I feel like he needs to. Work with what he has right now and raw, and help build that up to eventually get the title back.
1: I agree. I mean, I still feel like I mean, maybe if Roman didn't do what he did and switch that that whole dynamic up, I feel like Seth probably would have been a face by now. Right. You know, Roman would have been the heel chasing, and would
2: have been nice if Ro- at least if Roman could be a heel, we could tolerate him probably.
1: All right. So, just one of you should mention Roman. Uh... Next match, uh... did it. Damn. Okay, Roman Reigns. First of all, I thought it was weird that he got a U.S. title shot after coming back from his suspension.
3: But uh, I
1: think it was all a plan to just squash the match at the biggest, second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Here comes Rusev, and this match is a no contest. I'm going to get even started. Yeah. Uh, Roman hits him with chair. Like, why is Roman so mad? I don't. Like, let's get don't. back to the fact that he interrupted right? <laughs> a husband and wife celebrating their love. He starts making all these mean comments.
2: He was mimicking The Rock. Yeah, it was
1: a little bit of Rock-esque stuff. I feel
2: like Roman just is a lot of rehashed other people's stuff. I mean, his title storyline with Bray Wyatt, the Money in the Bank thing, those were all the Dean storylines the year before, and now he's rehashing his cousin's material on Lana.
1: (sighs) Yeah, so that didn't work. Roman flips out, beats up Bruce. I don't know... Was that a double turn? Like, what is... What are they doing? I don't know
2: what they were supposed (laughs) to do with this because I... So, I felt like at first what they were doing with it is they were using the Olympics and the pro-American patriotism to give roman a cheap pop finally because once you have the usa you're giving him a really cheap pop all right that you're getting people to cheer for roman but unfortunately it wouldn't last even once he had the Mm -hmm. title it was gonna go away once the olympics ended. but for that little bit you had people cheering for roman because of the usa Uh, which is a cheap pop that
1: didn't work it didn't work (laughs) You didn't do it that way but well
2: it did work for some episodes of raw it's not working when it got here uh Clearly, this crowd has not forgotten many things as we learned tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. This
1: was a tough crowd. This
2: was a tough crowd. So, um, during
1: this match, I heard a uh, we want. What did I hear? I wrote Slater? it down. We I want heard Slater. Slater. Yes, I heard a we want Slater. <laughs> Our... I heard, wanted
2: Slater.
1: And I wouldn't have minded seeing Slater at that point. I love his gimmick as well. I know. I absolutely love what's happening with him.
3: It's, getting uh, smashed
1: for his family. I, I absolutely love it. So I don't know what's happening with Dean, but I honestly think this was a punishment. I think for the for the substance abuse stuff. Yeah. I think that people were upset, like, oh, how does he get put right back into a title match after yeah, getting suspended? Yeah, I can see that. But I think at the same time, it was, you know, it was never meant for him to get the title.
2: Yeah, he's you know? not up. Uh, I'm curious what they're gonna do with it because I really don't know where Rusev has to go. Um,
1: I don't know. I'm ready for Rusev to move up. So for my original prediction was that he would lose. Yeah. Only because I wanted Rusev to kind of move up a bit.
2: I think Rusev needs a new thing at this point. Um, I would really him being a heel is fun. And I really like him and Lana paired together because obviously we saw where the Her and Ziggler storyline left. That was all sorts of awkward. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I think something needs to happen and change with him when he moves up. I think you need a step Mm -hmm. elsewhere because you can only go so far as the monster character before it runs dry. Yeah,
1: I agree. I'm ready to see something new. I I love Rusev. I love his work. I even love him on the mic. So I'm looking forward to something new and cool from Mm -hmm. that. Main event Brock Lesnar defeats Randy Orton. You have some thoughts on Brock Lesnar. Why? Uh, I thought they were great thoughts. Do you want to do you want to uh, share your thoughts on Brock Lesnar? You're not a you're not a Brock Lesnar girl. I'm not
2: I'm not I've never been a Brock Lesnar fan. Uh largely even when he was working full time in WWE, he was not a guy who was great on the mic, which you had Paul Heyman for him there, but mm-hmm. he was a guy who was put pushed because he was big. And I grew up in a time where a lot of guys were pushed because they were huge and they really had short title runs because of it. And Brock Lesnar just became another one of those people to me. Uh, and honestly, I, I've read stories that he's such a rude person to his fans, and I do not like hearing stories like that. That really, I normally am big about divorcing someone from their work, but for wrestling, as a fan of wrestling, it's really hard for me to do That's that. Hard.
1: Um, and he's, he's, he really is. He's a prize fighter. I mean, he says this all the time, like, yeah, hey, I show up, I get paid, I work. I feel
2: like Kevin Owens <laughs> is almost a, a, like, a parody of what Brock Lesnar is, just funnier. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's funnier. But Brock Lesnar, he, the fact is, Brock Lesnar gets away with murder.
1: Oh, yeah, and he uh, He,
2: got Roman Reigns gets punished for his substance abuse. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Roman Reigns to serve his time for the, violating the wellness policy. hmm Brock Lesnar gets caught with two, fails two drug tests after his U.S. before his UFC fight, but it doesn't get announced till after his UFC fight. hmm He's violated those, those drug policies. WWE is like, he didn't do it with us. Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they say that about Billy Gunn? They fired Billy Gunn from NXT when that happened. But Lesnar, because he makes some money, gets to stay around as opposed to someone who was was super loyal to the company. Mm. Like, Billy Gunn's a company guy. He works some indies shows, but he's been, when you know him, you know him from WWE. You don't know him from WCW. You don't know him from USC or XFL or whatever Brock Lesnar has done outside WWE to make money. You know, he didn't go barter with Jimmy Johns for a name on his shorts. (laughs)
1: Yeah, um, so Brock, yeah, Brock's not a—he's not a WWE guy. No, he's guy. not. He's in it for himself. He's in it for himself. And, for himself. and,
2: and they don't have to script him. That. That's crap.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. So this match um, ends with a TKO after Orton gets bloodied and bludgeoned. It's pretty much a decimation, which kind of happens with Brock at SummerSlam.
2: I felt that it was really crappy to use Orton for it, though.
1: Yeah, it was weird to have Orton be the guy for it, but maybe no one else would sign up for it.
2: I Well, I'm sure that currently there's not a lot of people who are Brock Lesnar fans in the locker room, either. Hmm. Or the way he's gotten away with things.
1: Uh, I don't think murder.
2: anybody actually likes Brock Lesnar. I don't know someone anybody who does. Wow. Uh, but, I mean...
1: But he's money. But, he's uh, money, and They, that's, keep, they that's, keep him.
2: They keep him because he's money.
1: So you've already predicted what's gonna happen tomorrow on Raw.
2: Oh yeah. Obviously, <laughs> Lesnar's gonna get suspended, which is the same thing that happens every time Lesnar goes away. This has
1: happened before. <laughs> yeah.
2: Who? I don't remember who he F5 last time, but he F5 someone and got suspended for it.
1: He did. He did. Uh,
2: I don't remember exactly who it was. It was.
1: Gosh, who was it? Was it H? It was... Maybe it was Triple H and, like, J&J Security or I know something. J&J
2: Security got F5, but they were, that wasn't the suspension point. I think it was Triple H may that have guy, been Triple H.
1: That okay. guy,
2: F5. So now they're just going to do it to Shane.
1: And then... But I then again, Shane's a SmackDown guy, so... Shane is a SmackDown
2: guy, but...
1: Would that get him suspended from Raw?
2: I think so, because they went Orton went to Raw to beat up... Uh, Brock. Brock Lesnar. He got in trouble on SmackDown.
1: Okay, okay. So... And that means both of them will probably be on Raw tomorrow. Like
2: Yeah, I think there's going to be some repercussions. Shane'll come out has and be like, Hey with.
1: Steph, that's not right. You gotta you do something And then she's gonna suspend him again.
2: Yeah, and then he's gonna be gone to Royal Rumble. Royal
1: Rumble Ooh. will come back. And we'll see what happens with that.
2: Man, let's not. Another predictable Royal Rumble. Please, uh, let's not do so that. So it ends
1: with that. I was really hoping for a Goldberg run-in, spear, jackhammer, or something. Just Maybe some I, jawing just to, to hype us up. Even I if it wasn't like, going to happen. Yeah,
2: like why would you end it on that note? I mean, you have two title matches. You have one retaining. Mm-hmm. One, you get Finn Haller. With the title? With the title.
3: Like, that could have been the final moment. Why
2: did you not let the demon be the final moment? I mean, you could have ended it... If you wanted a heel ending, there was so much more you could have done as so opposed to more. just this complete decimation. This, awkward, I don't know. I guess I equate it to when Big, Sh- Big Show got uh, wrecked by Brock Lesnar. It was like a 10-minute mm. match about two years ago where Brock Lesnar just beat up Big Show just destroyed him over and over again because someone apparently has some sort of fetish for watching Brock Lesnar just destroy people backstage. I don't yeah. know why.
1: They like to see it.
2: They just yeah, they like to see <laughs> Brock Lesnar just have ten minute beat downs where people can't defend themselves and I don't get it. I
1: don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It's like
2: someone is someone living vicariously through Brock Lesnar at the
3: moment. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think it proves I mean to Vince maybe or somebody like, look, big guys still sell. Like, still, there may be it's maybe an indie centric little guys you know game yeah. right now, but big guys get the last word. You know, I, I think. Wouldn't you beat up Sami
2: Zayn then, as opposed to your golden boy Orton?
1: Yeah, was. I mean Orton yeah. was
2: your golden boy for how long?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know where Orton goes from here either.
2: Yeah, like why Orton just came back and you make him lose to Brock Lesnar? He just Lesnar? Gets
1: squashed like welcome and then back. for Lesnar
2: to leave. It's like just what, what does maybe. Orton get to chase here at this point? Uh, oh. the rumors say that Bray and Somebody Orton questions. are going to have a feud, which I I'm hoping could be a really good, really creepy that. angle. But we have the Eric Rowan angle that's starting to develop now with Bray, mm-hmm. uh, where it looks like Bray is turning from his followers, so I don't know what's going on with that, and hopefully Hmm. it'll build. I'm really excited Bray finally has storyline. Finally, after three years of having this guy who rambles incoherently at us. (laughs) I love cult leaders as a character type. I love them. They're fascinating. Yes. You have to have some charisma and sense though when you talk. (laughs) Uh, Bray rambles, and the problem is, whatever he rambles doesn't follow through in his actions all the time.
1: Absolutely. It's uh, a good point. I think that, but I love what he's been doing. But, like, he'll lead into a great feud and then just lose. And then I know, it's and it's like,
2: why Why would you do that? If you're trying to make him, like, the Eater of Worlds, uh, calling him the Eater of Worlds, something that's almost comparable to Lovecraft's Azathoth, who devours worlds, the devour, the great devourer, he needs to be winning. Like he needs to be should, having a Rusev-style streak through the roster.
1: Yeah, I would love to see him just... Just go on a run, you know, like like. Kind of what they're doing with Braun Strowman now, I guess. Yeah, well, just he lost just... his
2: big muscle, so yeah, he doesn't and... have the muscle.
1: Squash a bunch of jobbers, even if it's just jobbers. Yeah, but just have him win some matches to to build up this fear. Yeah, I don't you know, def- the power. definitely. Definitely,
2: yeah. you need to build back up the fear of Bray Wyatt as opposed to this guy who loses a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our SummerSlam. What would you grade this SummerSlam?
2: Um. Man,
1: uh, try not to grade it off the end, which is what I wind up doing uh, a lot. The way I felt at the very end was like meh.
2: uh, I would say about a B minus. B
1: minus, okay. B
2: minus. I mean, it had some good moments. I mean, I'll admit, I felt like the two title matches of the night, Balor and Seth versus Dolph, or Balor versus Seth and Dolph versus Dean, was like ladies' night (laughs) because. To be fair, all the ladies were given a treat tonight with the matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: uh, speaking very okay. candidly from a female point of view, I'm like right. those matches are really nice to watch. All no right. matter what all happens, it's and but, there was no losing for me no in that. Loses. But <laughs> I felt like there was points where they really felt the ending definitely was one of the big moments and the. Whatever was going with Roman Reigns. Though to be fair, Roman Reigns executed the best spear I've ever seen. Roman Reigns actually oh, execute. Oh yeah, that
1: was pretty. I was like,
2: well, he had the ramp to do amazing. the run, and I was like, yeah, that's actually the best. And Rusev took it like a champ. He, did.
1: he took it like a champ, <sighs> absolutely.
2: Like when Jericho, uh, what was it? It reminded me of when Goldberg tried to kill Jericho with the spear <laughs> on WCW. Oh yeah, and like it had about that power it too. Was, and I was like, oh,
1: it was pretty. Oh, great.
2: What, what is going on, <laughs> Roman?
1: Nice. So I don't don't know. So maybe Roman will get suspended too. I don't know what they're they're doing right now. I don't
2: think we can have any more suspensions. Uh, Suspensions No one on SmackDown get suspended, please.
1: Maybe Roman's getting popped again. I hope not.
2: I I hope (laughs) not. I mean, he just came off it. I'm kind of hoping they're doing something new with him that they'll finally explore and explain. Besides him just being like The Rock and being a jerk.
1: Yeah, I think him just being a jerk isn't enough because he's not no. funny enough to make no, it work. he's not he funny enough. He could just be a silent brute who just crushes people.
2: What? <sighs> it's definitely... So they need to stop using the formula of you're related to The Rock, you must be great.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's time <laughs> that, to change that's the formula. That's got
2: to stop, Mia Jax. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we also have to stop the show. Yes. And uh, it is time to go. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Caitlin. I appreciate thank it. Thank you
2: so much for letting me talk. <laughs> no
1: problem. All right, so how can the people get in touch with you if they want to express their love or hatred of your wrestling views
2: oh man you can contact me on twitter at caitlin french v all right uh you can also find me on instagram at caitlin french va uh and I have a Facebook page, Caitlin French voice actors. I'm not really creative in any any of my titles. I also have an Ask FM page, but I've neglected it for a little bit. But feel free to ask me questions because I'll randomly just go through and answer like 70 at a time.
1: Nice, nice. Alright, well thank you again for being here. It's Megaran. It's Matt I Hope you enjoyed SummerSlam. We oh, are out doing you. Thank you! Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she a
0: cup Got her own, she don't need no ticket. She get it, yeah, she got it, so you know I'm gon' get it. She my NYPYT, she my NYPYT, she my NYPYT, she my, N-Y-P-Y-T. She my pretty young thing, and I do anything for her. love you, pretty young thing. You need some loving from a real one. I What's up what it, do? I ain't trying to do too much, but come through. Cartier frames, too much, but it's cool. The only thing strange, they won't get off you. So you wanna ride up? Well, I got a ticket, and later we can hide out. Tryna get a message. now I'm all up in your mind cool, now. Cause I get you, but you can't figure mine out. See, I'm quite different. I changed my with a St. Laurent fetch And thank God I never had a baby mother either Snapchat, shorty, Flash that for me Clap back and, like, That's now for you Give her 50 feet Fell in love in a week She penetrating my mind I penetrate that physique Cause I would delete Digging that chemistry No limit to me and she Give me a kiss on the cheek Pretty thing, A Couple years younger, but she better than i all Saying better than a mouth. She got her own, she don't need no tickets. She getting yet, she got it, so you know I'm going to get it. She my NYPYT. She my NYPYT. She my NYPYT. She my pretty
3: You're listening to the GeekScape Network.